This is CliffCentral.com. Future CEOs on CliffCentral.com. Welcome to Future CEOs here on Cliff Central. My name is Gareth Armstrong. Of course, it's good to be with you once again. What do we do here on uh, on the show week in and week out where we bring the best and brightest into studio so that we can learn from them and their journeys. Bui, are you one of the best and brightest? I hope so. Uh, <laughs> if I earned an invite. Hi, Gareth. <laughs> um, welcome to the studio. Do you want to quickly, uh, and this is something we do with all of our guests, sure. we ask them to introduce themselves to see how they do it. And if you miss anything, we'll, we'll uh, if, you know, you know, if you're humble and you don't like to brag, I'll add <laughs> some stuff in. But please, just a quick intro into who you are and why you find yourself here in the future CEO studio? Uh, well, I think at, at the heart of who I am, I'm a child of God. I must um, state that. Um, I am um, living my purpose more than anything. Um, everything that I do, I wake up to fulfill that. I uh, believe that, you know, the particular space that I'm in in terms of entrepreneurship is um, a space that I'm called to more than anything. Um, what I do through marketing is, um, a gift. Um, I'm not a graduate of marketing. Yeah. I, I, I think that goes to your point, which is you said you're living your calling. Yes. We must get into that. We'll get into it in, in a moment. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've interrupted you. Sure. Uh, oh, no, do, do you I, want me to get into it? No, no. I say we'll, we'll get into it. Okay. But you're saying you're not a graduate of marketing. Yes. I'm not a graduate of marketing, but I, I just have an inherent love and, um, I think ability for it. So I'm grateful that I've been able to grow in the space. Mm. Um, I am a co-founder and business person. Um, and I'm a mom and a wife. Uh, it's important to state the softer things because really that is my first job. I was chatting to the very intelligent uh, head dean of a business school just this morning about our identities and how our identities, often we think it's, we hold on to it and say it's mine, it's mm-hmm. my identity. But actually what's so interesting is how our identities are formed by all of these subtle and sometimes not so subtle influences. And so we really, in many ways, are an amalgamation of the people that we're around, the experiences that we seek out. I'm, it's good to have you here and your identity here in, in studio. You were saying something which is interesting, that you right. are are living your passion, mm-hmm. but you didn't pursue your passion, certainly not, in, not academically, initially yes. anyway. I would like to believe that my passion pursued me mm, um, okay. because I am um, just giving you a little bit of my background. I am a health sciences graduate. Um, and you know, it really started when I was at, uh, university to, um, pursue me. Um, mm. I, you know, I think everything that I was exposed to affirmed, um, this gift that was growing and this desire for marketing. Um, and I, and you know, I think at the heart of it, it, marketing is one of those professions where you must be born with the ability. It's like sales. You must be born with the ability to sell or to convince or to, uh. Um, Are you convinced of that? That you have to be born into it? Um, well, I believe I'm, you know, what everything that I am, I'm, I'm born with. Mm, okay. Um, I don't, I don't necessarily, because, you know, it's affirmed by everything that has followed in terms of how my career has developed. Mm. Um, because I haven't had a formal qualification in it, but I've managed to, um, establish myself in the space and, and grow from there. Okay. That, that, I mean, so it's, 
what you've got is this interesting background, which is medical. It's there's pro- it's probably very rigid in the way that you have to practice because, of course, you're clinical. You're, you're clinical is a very good word. Yes. Uh, but then you go into and you've got this natural instinct and uh, this this magnetic something that is happening between you and marketing. Yes. What was that? Tell tell us about that experience and and maybe what what did it feel like as you were. Cutting open a cadaver <laughs> and you're thinking, I wish I could just go out there and, and do some selling or marketing. Uh, but, but you were stuck in, yeah. uh, in a lab opening, opening up a dead body. I wish it happened like that. Okay. <laughs> um, the, 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 the lab does not create a desire for you to dream about anything outside of getting out of that lab. Okay. It, uh, it's not pleasing. But I think just to get back to your question, um, so I think maybe I, I must qualify that my, my, my desire and my love for this space is brands. So I think at the heart of everything I do and at the heart of who I am, I have always been intrigued by brands. I've always been intrigued by their ability to make themselves and to make their way into our lives. I've always been intrigued by their ability for us to, um, you know, draw us into the presence of um, whatever brand or phone that you have or car that you drive um, or clothing item that you wear to, to, to bring us in and to have a conversation and give us a certain experience that keeps us coming back. Mm. Give us a certain experience that fulfills a need, really. So I think I must, you know, just qualifying that that uh, response to say that I've always just had an inherent love and an interest in brands, um, building brands, um, establishing them, understanding them, you you know, sometimes we are faced with, um, you know, w- 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 with the work that I do, you're faced with a client coming to you with the brand predicament and mm. saying, well, my brand is no longer appealing to my, to my, to, to my targeted consumer. Um, maybe it's a time and a life cycle where the brand is needing to reestablish itself. Mm. The uh, we had a Dr. John D. Martini in yes. studio a little while ago, where he was speaking about this idea of a mid-career crisis and how it's, it's something you're actually allowed to have. Yes, and you you must you must give yourself permission to have. And uh, really, what it is is the ability to identify what what drives you and the values that that are part of the, the identity that you are potentially mm-hmm. trying to bring out in your life. The the reason I bring that up is. Because as I as I'm listening to you, I'm imagining again that there's this there's this tension. Yes. And and so when did the when did the tension really start driving you in a particular kind of direction? Um, first of all, because I was um, um, I had mentioned uh, earlier to give context to the fact that I was in a degree, a medical degree, um, which I honoured and completed. Um, but I think within that, uh, you know, the, 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 the love for marketing was already drawing me in. So it's the very next thing that I pursued because timing becomes very important. Um, you know, it speaks to, um, it's, it just speaks to a principle and it speaks to your integrity to even manage a client's brand. You can't drop a, a campaign mid-air. Mm. You've got to be, you've got to be able to see it through whether it's yielding the results that you want, hopefully, um, not the results that you don't want. Sure. Um, but I think it, it, it speaks to just um, inherent personality that you need to have as a, an individual to be consistent and to complete the things that you start. The uh, what I'm 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 digging for here, and I'm going yes. to continue digging until Dig? I, I, until we find it. I think is is at what point when did when did you feel you had to make the change? I mean, what were the circumstances surrounding that? So I can imagine that a family. A mother, a father, a, a grandmother, a grandfather, 
potentially driving you into medical school because that's what we do, right? We become doctors and lawyers and 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 yeah. these these semi-acceptable professions, right? Not the not the profession that I potentially have pursued, and maybe in your case, not the one that you've pursued. Yes. At, at what did that feel like? Talk to our listener who is sitting at home feeling that there is something more that they should be doing, uh-huh. but they're locked in by the expectation of their family or a degree that they are now stuck stuck in, mm-hmm. in, in quotation marks. Right. Um, talk to that person and tell them what, what you felt and how you were able to navigate it. I think it's, I think it's a, it's, 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 it must be something that you desire to live. Every day, it must be something. You know, I I I must say that the satisfaction that I had from my medical from my degree um, was not a happy feeling that I was feeling every day because what, what varsity or education is able to do is put you in the context of the environment that you'll work in for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to be on the basement level of a medical lab. Um, it, it I, I quickly did not recognize myself in that space. So I think, I believe it's always impossible to look, it's always important to locate yourself in the environment that you want to be in because the environment is very impossible, is very important for dreams. Mm. Um, and so I, the environment I was finding myself in, um, and now speaking to your listener who finds themselves in whatever environment, they could be in a job that's not pleasing, but they pursue a, a side hustle that they uh, leave work, uh, you know, for um, after hours to to pursue, and they love it. It could be DJing, it could be um, whatever other instance. But I think for me, it was really the environment that was driving me. The environment was no longer big enough uh, for the dream and the desire that I had. It's an interesting situation that you find yourself in uh, now. So let's move forward into the conversation and really what that passion does is it drives you in a particular direction. You've taken that to a different level, which is starting something or co-founding, being part of something that is really your your own to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind of entrepreneur are you? That's an interesting question. So mm-hmm. are you are the entrepreneur that starts? Are you are the are you the entrepreneur that exits? Are you a scaler? What are you? Who are you? Um. So I think first of all, I, I, I'm, I'm a um, speaking to you offline. I said to you, um, what led me into the space is having these ideas. So um, I had lots of ideas. I, I, I also mentioned earlier in the conversation that my desire and passion for brands was sparking up ideas. Everywhere. Mm. Um, and so I just, you know, business school was a way for me to structure those and refine those ideas or at least the way of thinking because the ideas, they keep coming. So I think the type of entrepreneur that I am to answer your question is a starter. Um, because ideas have, you know, I, 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 I breed ideas. You're an idea generator. Yes. Okay. I am a, um, you know, I, even my space in terms of mentorship of other businesses through, um, um, uh, you know, supplier development organizations is to meet businesses at their beginning. Um, I, I, I have a particular love and an affinity for businesses that are starting, um, because I think it's such an important stage of a business because it sets the tone for what you, for what your strategy becomes. It sets the tone for the sustainability of your business. So I'm a, I'm, I'm definitely a, um, a starter. So let's talk a little bit about then we go back in time and we go to 2011, mm-hmm. which is when now you were with a group of individuals, you looked at each other and you said, we're going to now uh, 
push out on our own. We're yes. going to start something. What did that What did that feel like? What, what What was your experience there? First of all, I it was exciting because I um, I had been in corporate, um, and so the decision to leave was was now saying I've had this itch mm. and this desire. Um, I've tried to put it off. I've done the mandatory thing, which is going to corporate. Mm-hmm. Um, I've lived in this in this in this environment. Can I just jump in there quickly? Sure. I, I, th- what's so important about going into corporate, which often can feel like a drag and can feel frustrating and yes. confining, is that it's it's free lessons. Yes. Really, I, I mean, it's people paying you potentially. To make mistakes or watch Absolutely. other people make mistakes. And so it's actually such a vital part of all of our development, yes. isn't it? I think it was very important. I think, um, first of all, I was in an amazing corporate. Um, and I was led by an amazing gentleman that literally, I think, unearthed um, the, the way of thinking. Um, because he was so, you know, he was speaking, uh, re- working remotely in 20. 2008. Wow, yeah. Um, you know, he had, um, done all sorts of things that had opened up his thinking. Um, and so I, I, I think I really was able to be mentored through the, the, the two years that I was in that corporate. And I, I always make a joke and say, you know, being at corporate, like you said, is being paid to learn, but also I, you, you know, it's going in as a, a spy, if you like, sure. because I think the, 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 the importance of we now understand, we all understand the importance of entrepreneurship as being the game changer for the economy in terms of job creation in mm. this country. And so I, I, I even challenge young people um, to say, you know, consider never going into corporate actually because the, the, the generation that followed after us have such dynamism mm. um, in their thinking that they're able to actually, you know, do that straight from, from school because, you know, we're seeing a lot of younger entrepreneurs, uh, tech, techpreneurs create things, you know, at, at ages that we thought were Impossible, inconceivable. See, I, I agree with you, but I also must I must disagree with you to a to a limited extent, sure. which which is just what my experience has has shared, okay. and it's not it's not a fact; it's just experience based. Is that there seem to be unrealistic expectations about the journey that you've embarked on, and you, you seem to have been quite successful on with your partners. Right. Um, the, I mean, it's not an easy road. There's no, an, it there's, isn't. There's an, there's an emotional need, and yes. and I don't want to call it maturity because we get caught up in these silly jargony words. But there's an emotional need and emotional tank that needs to be filled. Yes. Uh, on, uh, and it should be filled before that time. Mm-hmm. Um, how have you been able to deal with with that aspect? And then I'll bring in a couple of more of the challenges that. Yeah. Seem to um, impact many of us who have tried to go out on our own and uh, successfully done so. Yeah, I think um, you know it, there's there's a, there's a pleasure and an intrigue for me in being able to start something um, and see it through. I think being in business is a constant process of learning in itself. I think being um, exposed to different clients that challenge and stretch your thinking in ways that you didn't know were impossible um, is is really for me what drives me. Mm. Um, you know, um, having having done it now for as long as I've done it, I still get excited at a brief. Uh, because what a brief does is it, it creates an environment for you to birth something completely fresh. Mm. You could have done something for your financial services client that you then must come and reimagine a year later because they're asking you to do something that you've 
never even you know thought to do because they want to just completely um, re- reimagine the brand um, and we've got that opportunity now with the clients that we're servicing so I think for me that emotional tank comes from just it's the it, you know the, the the gift will honor you if you honor the gift mm. so um, I'm a huge believer in Give it the time, you know. Um, if you know of Malcolm Gladwell, he speaks of the ten thousand um, hour principle, yep. which I think is so important uh, because you build up your time, and that emo- that's that's that process of building the emotional tank that sustains you, even when it's not easy. Were you were you impatient? So what what's what's what I like about your journey is that there was a certain structure to it, and there was a foundation set, and so you are unlike someone that may come from a township environment that doesn't have any. Ed- any any education who has a lot of ambition but isn't quite as structured as you are and doesn't have that foundation so you you left you got a a medical degree confidence box number one ticked Mm -hmm. in a in a big way you've got a natural air of confidence about you thank you potentially confidence box (laughs) number two ticked uh but but Confidence often isn't enough yes. in, uh, without the degree, without some kind of foundation. So you were able to, and then you moved into corporate. Confidence yes. box number three ticked. It's a little bit different to someone that's coming fresh out of a, an environment that hasn't enabled them in a particular kind of a way. Uh, I want us to, I want us to talk to those people as well because yes. I, I'm not a hundred percent sure if I agree that they must try and skip all of the steps that you took the time, yes. had the maturity to follow mm-hmm. um, before they start, decide to start their own, their own business, especially if they want it to be successful. I think, you know, I, I, I also think adversity has a way of birthing. If, if something is in you, it's in you. I agree. Um, if, 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 if you are born with something, I, I think, you know, we've seen children that have come from, from, um, shacks mm. become astronauts. Um, it's not something that's impossible. So I also do think that adversity, environment becomes so important because, um, I don't believe that I should, I could have done anything differently to leading me to where I am. There, you know, what I did probably wasn't as amazing as Somebody that has had to um, hotspot Wi-Fi from a BRT, mm. um, you know, um, a terminal or, or station. Um, but those people, uh, you know, I, I think they they build up really the clout that makes because you've you've had to get it, dig deep from in you Absolutely. to get it. Um, and so I actually think those environments are opportune sometimes um, if 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 they're not. Um, if they don't end up destroying you, but they, 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 they may do the very polar opposite, which is a positive outcome in developing and really just getting you to think creatively because, you know, a, a challenge is an opportunity to create something new. The, 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 um, I heard it once said that the most innovative ideas are going to come out of environments with the, the, the most limited resources Absolutely. you have because you, you have to. And we're creative beings. I think we all have the ability to create. It speaks to every area you, you touched on character and personality earlier. It speaks to, you know, despite whatever, whatever personality or character you are, we're creative natures, uh, uh, we're creative people at the heart of who we are. Mm. So we're able to create 
um, you know, if, if you're, if you're in a situation where you're hungry, you're able to be creative and say, actually, maybe I could eat that fern. And then you find everyone rushing to buy this fern because now it's a, an organic <laughs> craze. <laughs> yeah. well, well, you're the marketer. So you could, you could definitely help someone do that, I think. Yeah. Um, let's, let's quickly talk about how you recharge. Sure. So people do need to recharge. Mm-hmm. You seem to be, uh, charged up by what you do, and so yes. there's there's an interesting nuance here. Yes, uh, you you must get tired though. I'm tired now as we speak. Okay, so you're tired. You're tired now. So how do you then recharge? I've I've had two. I feel it feels like I've had two days today. Mm. Um, but I think how I recharge for me, it's 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 through my spirituality. Okay. I think there's a place that I go where I'm still. There's a place that I go where I pull my source um of 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 courage and strength and just sanity really. Um, so because I'm a person of faith, uh, prayer does that for me. Um, my mornings start early, um, uh, because I start, I've got two children, um, and, and a family. Um, so my mornings start early. So I, you know, before the house wakes up, I'm up, mm. um, sort of connecting with my day, mm. connecting with my spirituality. And that's, that's, you know, the answer is not that complicated. Okay. <laughs> and it's, it's a lovely answer. Yes. It reminds me of the words of a hymn that I, I enjoy, which is, where can I turn for peace? Yes. And then it goes on to say, he, he only one. So I think I'm, I think I'm, <laughs> I'm with you on the same page there. I appreciate that. All right, let's. We're running out of time. We've got a few minutes left here. I want to, I want to do a bit of a quick fire round here. Okay, so, so you've got me working hard today. Jeez, Gareth. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we're really, really grateful, and really, it's for our future CEOs who are listening. So yes. here we go. Here's some, here's some quick fire questions for you. What is the most inspiring book that you've read? The book that has made the most impact on your life? The Bible. Easy one, right? Easy one, <laughs> easy one. Because it, you feel, you think you've read a scripture, and you go back and you read it again, and it gives you a different interpretation. So yeah. it's, it must be that. Okay, so the the Bible. Mm-hmm. What is the book? No, outside of the Bible. Okay. On your bedside table right now. Uh, Let him serve you by Kofi Ofori. Why did you pick that book? Um, I went to a book launch, um, and he signed it. And I actually picked it up to read it on Saturday and finished it. Okay. very mm-hmm. on, In one day? In one day. That's very impressive. Yes. You need to teach me how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a big book, but it's a lovely book that draws you in. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for that, for sharing that. Um, the best advice you've ever received? Um, most of it comes from my mom, mm. I think. It's uh, a good source of advice. Yeah. Most of it comes from my mom. But I think um, you're perfect in your imperfections. You're, you're perfect in your imperfections. Yes, and you're enough. Very nice. Yeah. That leads me into an, another interesting question, which is what is your greatest weakness? How do I shut these questions from coming? <laughs> <laughs> um, when we run out of time. Ah, yeah, damn. Um, nah, um, my, my greatest weakness is, is probably being strong even when I don't need to be. Okay. Um, I, I, my, my, it, I call it a weakness. You know, it, it, it's a strength to be strong, but mm. always being the strongest person in the room and being the most mature person sometimes in the room leaves you uncovered sometimes. Mm. So it's being, um, the source for people's um, encouragement and joy. Um, and sometimes you're left with no one to feed you that. So that's why I think I'm so deep in my faith. Okay, yeah. So it can really take out of you. It's your, depleting it, sometimes. It yes. Are you an introvert or an extrovert? I'm an extrovert. <laughs> <laughs> that's an interesting answer. Give me, give me your observation. I, 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 um, 
I I think I'm extroverted. I'm a very private person, so I'm extroverted mm. in in the environments that um, allow me to be. Um, I'm largely censored, which mm. um, is important for my space because um, you know you're you're entrusted with people's brands and intel. Um, so to 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 the person that doesn't know me, I'm I'm introverted. Mm. Um, it must just be a protective mechanism, really. Um, but but I think I'm extroverted to the person that gets close enough into my inner circle. The the best description of introversion versus extroversion I ever heard, and one that makes sense a great deal of sense to me, is is less about behavior and more about what gives you energy. And yes. so, the the maybe I can ask it to you in this way: Okay, what gives you energy to be in a crowd a crowd and group of people all night, or is it time alone where you get to potentially connect with? Um, something larger than yourself. I think it's being still, um, because I'm a, I'm a structured person, as you've already observed, and I have to be quiet enough, quiet long enough to listen. Mm. Um, and it's being able to get past that listening to your thoughts, analysis, over analysis, paralysis, but really to a point where you're listening to the environment you're listening to, you know. So I think it's being still. What gives mm. me energy is being still. Okay. So um, then, then based on that, you're I'm an introvert. <laughs> But but you're an introvert with a charactered element to yourself, which yes. is that extroversion. And, yes. and I mean, it's it's a certain skill set you that you must learn. I think for any entrepreneur or business leader or pot- potential future business leader yes. out there, I mean, we, what we have to do is we have to learn to to be the other. Yes. There's another uh, nice quote which is all deep and um, interesting. If I you, just think if you're, you're a deep guy, it. Gareth. Maybe maybe <laughs> I'm, maybe I'm this introverted extrovert deep. <laughs> Sage uh, type, but woke. Uh, uh, oh, woke! Yes, woke. Very nice. <laughs> uh, but it's only that which is the other gives us fully unto ourselves. Yes. And so I think that we must all do ourselves uh, a solid by actually just going and and exploring the other. It's and a balance, s- isn't it? And and just seeing how far down the path we can manage. It's a balance, yeah. And I think the mistake that we often make is that we think we have to go the whole way. Yeah. And so as an introvert, I think now I have to be. One hundred percent extrovert. Yes. And that's not. The, we only have to be twenty percent, and if that works for us, that works for us. And also, why be prescriptive about it? Because I feel certain environments have the ability to pull out different sides of us, mm. because we're such colorful people. Um, and I don't believe as a people we spend time exploring and really being quiet enough to explore all all the dimensions of who we are. Well, that's a very very valid and important observation. We. I'm going to ask you one more question before we let you out of the studio. Is that okay? Are you sure? <laughs> just one now. Sure. I just did one. <laughs> and, and, and that is this. If you could go back and you could look at the, the young 20-year-old future CEO you. Yes. What would you say to that individual at that point in time? Press on. Press on. Press on. Okay. Um, Press on because I, the, 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 looking at my 20 year old self, the desire's already there. Um, the ability and the experience, maybe not so much, mm. but just the faith that I, you know, I, I think my story is largely about consistency. Mm. It's maybe not because I'm the most gifted person or the most, you know, cutest person in the room. It's, it's largely around consistency. So I'd say press on.
Buyi Mafoko, the MD and co-founder of Laratadima Marketing. Thank you so very much for joining us here in the Future C on the Future CEO Show in the Cliff Central Studio. Thank it's you been for a the fan, fantastic conversation. You're a graceful and joyful host, I must add. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> all right, that's all we have time for this week. We'll see you same time, same place. Go to cliffcentral.com to download our podcasts. And also, if you want to catch up on some of the other things that Future CEOs is doing, go to future-ceos.com. You'll find more information. There. We'll see you same time, same place next week. What if you were told you were going to live to 200 years old? Imagine living to 200 but not feeling over 100 years old. As Sunlam turns 100, they're looking ahead to the future. The 200-year-old is a future-facing podcast based on leading science and expert opinion, featuring the voices of Nambita Mpulwana and Tapela Mokwena. It's the story of Lesedi and Daba, told in the year 2218, and it's a podcast that pulls back the curtain to the world of the future. Visit the 200-year-old.co.za to listen or find out more on cliffcentral.com. Future CEOs on cliffcentral.com. This is cliffcentral.com.